now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe, brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings. I've said this many times before, but if you need help with uh, things like insurance and mortgages, they are the experts that you should chat with. And if you want to find their contact information, just visit the CFAX 1070 website, looking under Shows, and you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe for their contact information, or you could always find me online or on social media. Uh, Today we have a great program. As the weather shifts, we find ourselves spending more time outdoors. It's time to think about our yards and how to best take care of them. Now, uh, I have it on good authority from uh, CFAX and CTV's own Astrid Braunschmidt that the weather will be good from now on. And we did have a really late start to the year. Great seeing our flowers out now, Uh, although unfortunately this year I could not post photos of me golfing on New Year's Day for my friends in the east as I typically do. Um, But it's all right because this is Victoria and uh, we only get snow once every 20 years. And we got it this year, so I think we're good for the next 19 years. Uh, I have in the studio today three guests. Uh, We have Dave Amodio from Empire Landscaping and Gardening. Daniel Chamberlain, Advantage Tree Care, and Catherine Turk from Turk Landscape Design. Thank you all for coming and joining us today. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. So um, we have the experts here talking about things you need to know about your uh, yards and landscaping. But I always start uh, from listening or by listening to uh, our listeners. And this week we had an email from Cheryl uh, who, who says, and I'll just read it here. I've been priced out of the house market uh, for my first home and now need to look into condos or hopefully townhomes. What is the chance that my equity will be secure and that at some point I'll be able to upgrade as I have a young family? Well, you know, this is a really uh, common uh, comment that we're seeing a lot of recently. I mean, obviously, the market has uh, gotten to the point here in Greater Victoria where it's expensive. The average uh, price for a single-family home uh, is, in around, is around the $800,000 standpoint, which is a lot of money. Uh, you know, I often think back to the day that I started in 1991, 26 years ago. My first sale was a house that was $137,000, and even back then, it was a lot of money, but if you're faced with the prospect of having to spend $800,000 today, uh, it is just amazing. Now, this is uh, something that we're seeing a lot of now. There are statistics out there that are saying that uh, Greater Victoria is shifting from a uh, house home ownership model to higher density condo model. I mean, it's very easy to see when you come to great, to Victoria, even especially uh, uh, downtown Victoria, there's a lot more uh, density. So we're seeing more condo buildings. Uh, we're seeing a lot more mixed use where there's uh, commercial on the ground floor and condos above. Uh, the question is, why is this? Part of that is because it is more affordable. You're able to buy yourself a condo uh, at around the $300,000 mark, uh, 300, 400, 500,000. It's a lifestyle choice as well, too. Um, it sort of goes against our show today because today we're talking about landscaping. Obviously, that's not a, a feature uh, with a condominium, but but that's okay. It is a start. But the big question that Cheryl has is, uh, again, she says, what's the chance that my equity will be secure and that at some point I'll be able to upgrade? Well, really now what it is is it is the progression of home ownership where 
you really need to get your foot into the marketplace and own something. Victoria has been uh, has had a really good track record because over the years, our properties have appreciated. I mean, you look at a graph between, and I have one, from 1967 to today, it is virtually a straight line upwards. So basically anyone who's owned property and held it for a number of years will do well. Let's not forget, though, too, Cheryl, you're not just benefiting from the appreciation of your property. Even if properties didn't appreciate, the fact is you're paying your mortgage down on a monthly basis. So unlike rent where your rent uh, uh, money, uh, frankly, really goes nowhere, when you have a mortgage, you have a um, reducing amount on a monthly basis to the point where at the end of 25 years, you will have no more mortgage payments. So it's a combination of building equity by a um, diminishing amount of your mortgage plus appreciation uh, in the area. And we have seen it time and time again where people have uh, purchased their first property as a condo. They were able to move upwards next to either a townhouse or right into the house. Uh, And especially you had mentioned here you have a young family. You're going to need a little bit of extra space, uh, and that time will come. But it's going to be harder for you to make the leap from rent to a house if you delay anymore. This is the reason why we're seeing the resurgence of, of condominiums, not only in the marketplace here, but you look at places like Vancouver and Toronto right now. Toronto's having an explosion uh, in condo purchases, and that's exactly what's happening. Uh, anyways, thanks for your question, Cheryl. Uh, if any of you, the listeners, have a real estate question that you'd like answer on our show, please visit cfax1070.com, the website, uh, or you can call my direct hotline, which is 250-414-6540. If you're listening to this and didn't have chance to jot it down find our podcast on either itunes or google play uh, and you can jot that down give us a call we'd love to hear from you Uh, or if you have an idea for a topic for a future show or you want to be a guest here just give me a call be happy to chat with you so uh, getting back to our guest here uh, daniel from advantage uh, tree care dave from empire landscaping and Catherine from turk landscape design now we'll have a chance to chat with the three of you shortly about your uh, respective uh, disciplines but um, you guys are out there you're talking to people you know people what are you seeing out there in the real estate world that kind of uh, makes you either concerned or puts you in a position of what the heck is going on daniel what have you seen thanks tony um I'm actually in the position of uh, no home ownership, and, and it, I do believe it's important to get in soon. Yeah. And although I'm not going down the condo route, I'm looking at the big jump, and it's a little bit scary, but at least you know that what you're purchasing isn't going to depreciate. It's, it's always on the rise. Well, that is the nice thing about Victoria again. I mean, you look at other marketplaces. We look in the prairies. Uh, um, not that long ago, uh, market areas like uh, Saskatoon or Regina were stagnant. Like, you know, what you paid one day is going to be exactly the same 10 years or 15 years from now. Now, that's changed a little bit because their markets have gone up. But Victoria has been great. And, I mean, you're a great example. You you, you see the, 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 the potential, right? Absolutely. I mean, Victoria is a fantastic place to live, and it always will be. It's... Yeah. Uh, where everyone in Canada tends to want to shift to. Um, not necessarily they can, but uh, that means that whenever they're, I think the prices pretend to, to go down a little bit, people jump on it, and so that's why it keeps on rising. Yeah, now, so our three guys, Catherine, Dave, and uh, Daniel, are who of you guys here is born and raised Victorian? I am. I, I'm 
born and raised, and so is my mother, and so is my grandfather. Yeah, and so. you are a St. Pat's <laughs> alumni like yes, I am. Yes, I am indeed. Very yes. proud of it. Yes, oh. I love Victoria. Yeah. Okay, and uh, Dave, you're from Ontario or something, right? Yes, I'm uh, one of the many imports from Ontario <laughs> okay. that come to Victoria and really like it and stay here. Right, and uh, Daniel, your accent there is Saanich, right? Uh, that's right. No, I, I'm a Kiwi. I'm from New Zealand, yep. and I'm very lucky to be in this part of the country. It's uh, very beautiful. There's so many pockets of beauty everywhere you go in Victoria and the, the greater area. Uh, my wife is Canadian. so. Oh, there we go. And I'm here to stay. Perfect. Well, I mean, here we are. There's four of us in the studio right now. Fifty uh, percent of us are locally born and raised. The other fifty percent are not. This is a, that the numbers usually are like around five percent or ten percent born and raised Victorians. Mm-hmm. We're unusual. We're rare. Yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah proud to be local. You know, native Victorians. Absolutely. Well, you know, one one of the things that 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 I often consider is the fact that I think people like you and I might take Victoria for granted because we've been. Yes. Oh, you were away for a bit though, right? Yes. Well, yeah, for three years in Ontario and uh, spent some time in Scotland studying. But, yeah, I, I've never lost my appreciation for, for Victoria. It's just it's just the most beautiful city in Canada to live in. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I mean, a few weeks back we had uh, a lawyer um, here on the show, and, you know, he, could, he went away for school. He could work anywhere. But he, he was born and raised here, decided to come back just like you as well. Catherine. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, I had to come back. Yeah, it's just the perfect climate and uh, terrain for what we do, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, this is despite the fact that for many people, it's difficult to get into the real estate market. And, you know, Daniel, there you are. You were just talking about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, people need to start somewhere. Uh, I mean, for people that have been here for 40 or 50 years, they have it lucky because they bought a house at, um, you know, $18,000. You do hear the stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and it's very it's, nice. It, it's harder now. And, and um, you know, it's hard even for for people like me in the business to sort of envision where it's going to go from here. But uh, anyways, um, you're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. We're going to take a quick break. But today we're talking about landscaping. You're going to want to hear about this because the weather is changing. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back to The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. Today we're talking about landscaping and how you can start enjoying your outdoors. Right now we have with us Dave Amodio. Dave is with Empire Landscaping and Gardening. Dave, thanks for coming. Thank you very much, Tony. Very excited to be here. Oh, yeah. Dave, you are a certified horticultural technician. That and, is correct. And you've been endorsed by the British Columbia Landscape and Nursery Association. Yep. Okay, so it's not just a matter of starting up a business and saying, I'm going to start mowing lawns. No, it's, uh, it's a lot more than that. There is many, many gardeners in the city. Yeah. Um, it's like a to, city of gardeners. Pretty much. You can't throw a rock without hitting one. So we yes. try, to, uh, try to differentiate ourselves right off the bat and with uh, being endorsed by the Better Business Bureau as well and uh, BCLNA and try to, uh, we value education very much, try to stay on top of the science and uh, be more than just uh, just a crew with a truck. Yeah, it, there is some science involved there, right? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. It's what actually brought me into it. My first career was engineering and I moved to Victoria and worked outside and fell in love with it and just got right into the science of horticulture and uh, absolutely love it. That, Love it. That is that's great. So now this is a busy time for you because uh, people are wanting to get their their properties in good working order, looking well, uh, going out there enjoying their lawns a little more. They need them cut. They need them trim. Um, like so, this year the season started a little later for you, right? Yes, it definitely did, and it's uh, typical Victoria. It's 
a late winter and then you wake up and it's spring and everything's <laughs> beautiful and it's time to go. So generally speaking, what what is your what's your list of priorities? Like when somebody like like me, my yard for instance, when you when you look at something like that, what where do you start? I mean, okay, I first of all, I should make a disclaimer here. Uh, I have a property, I have a yard. I do not cut grass. I am not one of these outdoorsy guys. I enjoy my yard. Um, uh, some people are busy, uh, you know, I, not that I hate doing it, but I think it's better left for experts like you to actually take care of that. Yeah, we hear that a lot, especially people hard at work, working with their careers. They'd rather come home and enjoy the yard. And, and I hate green shoes, <laughs> right? Yeah, my, I have a lot of green shoes. Okay. So so getting back to the question, I mean, uh, the start of the season, what's what's the best um, uh, priority list that people should have when they're thinking about getting their properties up and running? Well, the first thing in uh, for the garden beds, um, get in and uh, rake out all the winter debris that's been accumulating, um, pull out all the nasty weeds before they have a chance to mature and and spread. You you leave your weeds weeds in there to flower and spread, and you'll be dealing with many more down the road. Yeah. So first priority for the garden beds: clean them out, get the weeds, cultivate the soil, till it up, give it a nice edge, and. Um, Usually a, a good a good thing is to add a little bit of an amender, whether it's a leaf mulch or just more soil. Uh, put something in there to uh, to help the nutrients, get the nutrients back after the harsh winter of just being uh, wind whipped and, and beat up all winter. Yeah, get it nice and healthy. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, and then something simple like like grass. I mean, one of the things that I do see that I do see on a regular basis when I'm looking at homes is uh, it gets to the point where people kind of leave it a little long. So we, we see grass that's getting kind of knee high. Um, is this an area that people should be on a little sooner? Like, um, I often wonder about that. Like if the grass grows too long, is it is it a bad thing? Uh, it can be for sure. A, a good rule of thumb is you should really only take off a third of the blade at a time. Uh, you don't want, a grass is a plant like anything else. You don't want to stress it out by cutting it too much. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time at the beginning of the season, we'll cut grass a little high just to let it let it do its thing and get healthy for, for, the, uh, for the spring and the summer. Yeah. Um, aerating's always a good thing, relieves the compaction, throw down a little bit of fertilizer, give it a boost, make it nice and green. Okay, so for those who don't know, aerating is when you guys uh, basically punch the lawn, right? Yeah, we take a big, heavy machine and we just It looks dangerous because there's spikes. It, it can be quite dangerous, okay. for sure. Um, yeah, it's always it's always nice to know what you're doing before you just go grab an aerator okay. and start pushing it around your yard. Because yeah. um, it does, it can go quite fast. It can pull you, and like you said, it's got the it's got the spikes on it. So yeah. So so basically, aerating is 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 punching the lawn, uh, and and what does that do? It uh, it helps with many things. It helps uh, relieve compaction, um, lets air and water and nutrients get down into the roots. Yeah. Um, they're little cores. You can leave them on your lawn, and they'll break down and, and help feed the lawn. Um, one thing you do have to watch out if you have uh, in-ground irrigation to flag your heads before, so you so you're not aerating your your head your yes uh, your irrigation heads. Which okay, it does happen. Yeah. So it's uh, due diligence saves you some money down the road. Good stuff. We're here with Dave Amodio from Empire Landscaping uh, and Gardening. Uh, yeah, so very important. I mean, I, I I knew about what you just said about cutting off a third of the um, the the grass blade. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, the other thing that we see right now too, again, looking at neighbors' yards, is um, things like dandelions and the the weeds and stuff that are coming up in longer grass. Um, yeah. So I guess my question to you is, how do you prevent that from happening on my lawn? Because I don't have any. 
Um, a lot of the time with dandelions, we try to be as environmentally neutral as possible. So we don't really spray too much on the lawn. Um, a lot of the time, it's just um, getting in there, getting in there and getting dirty using one of those weed pullers you see people buy. Yeah. Where you step on and you pop the root out. Dandelions have a very long taproot, so it's important to try and get as much of that as possible, or it'll it'll be greeting you again yeah. very shortly. Um, the best way to keep lawn weeds is to have a healthy lawn. The grass will crowd out the weeds. So oh. having a healthy lawn is, is your best fight against. Good is, point. Against so weeds. when you've got a nice, lush lawn, th- there is no environment for them to grow, right? Correct, yeah. The grass, the grass will take over and push them out. Okay. Yeah, so it's so funny. And you guys, the three of you probably see this on a regular basis. We, we see people in the, in the, in the, like the heat of summer uh, decide not to water their lawns because um, they, well, they, they, they feel they're being environmental and saving water. But on the other hand, too, they don't want to mow the lawn. So you end up with hay, you know, this dried uh, field of grass. That's probably not a good thing to do, right, Dave? Uh, it's, it's definitely not ideal if you want to have a nice lush lawn. It, it will bounce back. As soon as the wintertime comes, but you will get a ton of lawn weeds. Um, your lawn will be compacted. It's, uh, it, it's for some people, yeah, I Because suppose. it ends up being like a hard, like the, the, the dirt gets hard, right? Yeah, very much so. It uh, becomes hydrophobic. The water won't go down. The water just runs off. And so so you're gonna, you can attempt to water it. You, you can't basically just water it a day or two and think that the grass is going to be healthy again. No, no, not, uh, not so much at all. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk really quickly about uh, chemicals and about how bad they are. I, I mean, I, I, I know that uh, landscapers in general are, are, are going the, um, the natural route nowadays, just mm-hmm. like you said. I mean, you just mentioned plucking uh, dandelions instead of spraying them. Um, people still go the spray route. I mean, we see stuff at Home Depot and everything. How bad is that? Uh, it, it can be quite bad. It, uh, it affects the microenvironment, uh, all the plants and the, the insects, everything in there in the microenvironment needs to work together. Um, there's, there's many, many easy alternative ways to, to deal with it. Uh, pavement weeds, a lot of people will spray the Roundup. We use a propane torch, just burns the weed, dries it out. Okay. Same, same effect, horticultural vinegar also works. You have to spray it a little more than the Roundup, but again, it won't, won't disturb the microenvironment and won't... Uh, negatively affect how everything else around is growing. Yeah, the micro the microenvironment. So you're talking the nutrients and the and bugs that actually do their job and everything all that. we can't see, more or less. Is there's there's a lot of activity in there that we can't see at all with our with our naked eye. So it's uh yeah. it's important to, to keep the microenvironment healthy. Healthy microenvironment, healthy plants. Is there one thing like when you're driving around and you see a yard that you don't take care of? like mm-hmm. somebody else's yard. Is there, is there any particular um, uh, pet peeve, like when you drive by and go, oh, I hate when people do that, or don't do that, or whatever? Oh, there, there's a long list. Okay. Um, I would start, I think the first one is shearing plants that should be hand pruned. Oh, drives, okay. drives me in, Drives me insane. It's not healthy for the plant. It doesn't grow properly. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't, yeah, it drives me nuts. Okay. <laughs> I have right. nothing else to say about that. That's All definitely right. at the, at the top of the list. Yeah. Uh, the other one, when you go back to lawn is if you're mowing your lawn, uh, people that mow the lawn in the same direction with the mower all the time causes ruts with the wheels, oh, which yeah. compacts that certain area. The grass won't grow healthy. So if you're mowing your lawn, what we teach our crew is to go around the outside twice 
and then just pick a nice straight line and follow the wheels. Whether it's diagonal or horizontal or... Yeah, uh, pretty, uh, yeah. pretty much. Uh, don't go the same way twice. Nice. It's a much nicer lawn if you keep going the other way. It's, it's very obvious when you see someone who's been mowing their lawn for however many years in the same way every single time. <laughs> Great. Well, uh, Dave, listen, thanks for coming on. Uh, if people need to reach you, how, how can they do that? Phone number, email? Uh, yeah, you can go to our website at www.empiregardening.com. Yep. You can shoot me an email at david at empiregardening.com or give me a call at 250-532-1155. I would say email is probably the easiest, running machines and always around. Well, you're out. Yeah. Don't always answer my phone, but I will respond to messages. And, uh, yeah, and the, great and the other people. thing that we didn't cover here with you today is you take care of stratas as well, too. So you take care of uh, developments, complexes, stuff like that. Yeah, we do uh, residential, commercial, and strata. I would say a, a lot of our work is strata. We consider ourselves strata specialists just because we, uh, we value communication. We have reports. We have maps everything divided into zones to make sure we get through the uh, get through the property and it takes more than just you know being a person with a truck and a lawnmower to to be able to take care of a strata there's a, a lot of yeah. there's a lot of people it's uh Calvary councils are many people it's uh good stuff well hey dave stuff. thanks for coming on no no problem thank yeah, you for having we're gonna me. take a quick break we'll be back in just a moment now the whole home show with tony joe on cfax 1070. thanks for joining us today this is the whole home show and i'm tony joe uh, again, this is brought to you in part by our friends, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings. If you have questions about mortgages or home insurance, be sure to contact either Denise or Lori. They'd be happy to help you. Uh, we're talking today about landscaping, and right now we're moving on to the topic of hedges and shrubs. You know, these amazing sound barrier, barriers and natural privacy walls can easily get out of control. Uh, I can speak uh, on this because mine definitely got out of control. Um, we have with us right now Daniel Chamberlain from Advantage Tree Care. Daniel, thanks for coming. Thanks, Tony. I appreciate you having me. And uh, you're right about the hedges. <laughs> um, people let them go too long. Yep. And what often happens is on the inside of the hedge, you'll notice you look up through there that there's no greenery yes and if people let them go too long that green edge is lost if you want to trim it back to the old point so it is important to keep on top of those hedges well and, and this is the thing i mean you know my hedge mm -hmm. um, your huge hedge my huge hedge <laughs> i've got this this massive hedge i made the mistake and i would call it now a critical error of letting it grow out uh, i probably did not have them pruned for i'm gonna say five years wow and I mean, it's a it's a beautiful natural barrier, mm -hmm. um, but the thing that I've come to learn is it's grown out. Probably, I mean, you would know better, but I'm going to say it's grown out maybe three or four feet into my property. Yeah. And had I kept on top of that, I think we could have. Um, uh, well, I failed. <laughs> so and, and you know, since we're talking about property real estate, yeah. By losing that extra foot or more, yes, that's your property that you're losing. You're losing value. Um, in your property, and it's it's important just to do it every year and make sure that it, it goes back to the same point every time. Well, and this is the thing, because I inherited that hedge, and what what kind of what kind of hedge is that? Uh, you've got Leylandi and a few others. Okay. Yeah. So, so so basically, the hedge is like 15 feet thick. It it looks like, right? Mm -hmm. It's pretty deep. It is very deep, and you certainly notice that when you're on the top of it. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to reach both sides. Yeah. Which I always find entertaining because you guys like climb into these things yeah. and like you're inside the, it's the easiest way to do them straight and you get through it very quickly. Yeah, they're so thick you can't fall through them. So 
Yeah. That's always good. Now, they're high as well, and, and I want to talk about that too because uh, you, you can't – I mean, first of all, as I mentioned earlier, I am not handy, so there's no way I'm getting up on a ladder to, to, to uh, cut my hedge. I probably wouldn't have a straight line anyways. Um, but then there's the issue about uh, safety. And Absolutely. And all of uh, my guys and myself have training, and um, obviously not just with hedges but trees. We do everything from pruning to removal. And um, I, I value education mm-hmm. a lot, and we all participate in not just educational courses every year, but we also go to a lot of the events, tree events around Victoria and abroad, there are tree events? Yeah, tree okay. climbing competitions. And oh, tree of, climbing yeah, competitions. a lot of people think of uh, logging sports, but actually it's quite different. We're mostly um, tied at the top of the tree and moving through the tree progressively, completing tasks and being judged on wow. how smooth and efficient we are. And by doing that, we meet a lot of other arborists and yep. kind of get to socialize with them, find out what they're doing differently and incorporate some of those new techniques or equipment into our systems. And it kind of makes things more fun for us and more efficient as well. Yeah. So the word arborist, mm-hmm. tell, tell the listeners here, what is an arborist? Well, a lot of people in Victoria think of someone who's an ISA certified arborist. That makes them an arborist. But uh, you'll get people from England who have not heard of this certification because it's everywhere is different. Yep. Um, and they'll have plenty of qualifications that go above and beyond something like the International Society of Arboriculture Certification Program. Mm-hmm. But uh, that is, at the very least, that is a a great thing to have. To be certified means that you've at least learnt a lot of the fundamentals of tree pruning and tree health and soil amendment. Um, But, uh, yeah, I've, uh, myself, I'm a journeyman arborist from New Zealand, Mm. and that's not something that's available here yet. Uh, We're working on it. It's, It's very difficult to try and get the support behind it because traditionally people haven't valued that at all. Oh, so you're saying people just go out there and they... and they. There are the odd person <laughs> with a truck yeah. and a chainsaw. Um, they're very limited with what they can do. They don't have the gear and they don't have the experience, but they do get out there and um, it, it can be dangerous. Um, and I, I certainly have seen my fair share of accidents online. Luckily, we've got social media. And uh, it's just not... You wouldn't um, hire just anybody. No. So we're here with uh, Daniel Chamberlain from Advantage Tree Care. I, I'm going to touch on this really quickly. I hadn't planned to, actually, and I don't know if I ever mentioned this to you. Listeners, obviously, will, will get the impression that Daniel is my uh, uh, arborist. Um, but w- when we met you, we actually had, we interviewed a number of uh, uh, hedge trimmers, right? And I, I think it's a great way to do Just like I get interviewed for real estate. Like, people speak to me. They speak to three other people. You know, consumers should have that option and ability to do so. Absolutely. Um, and like I said, I don't think I've had this conversation with you before, but it's amazing because, you know, we had we had people that were considerably less but did not have credentials and also didn't have things like WCB, which mm. with a 20-plus 20, 20 high hedge, yeah. foot high hedge, like you need that security. And Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it would just be... Absolutely ridiculous not to be doing work like that without WCB, yeah. let alone your commercial liability insurance. Yeah, and, and this is the other thing, too, is, you see, Dave, who's sitting right beside you here, he's not being able, you're not able to cut those hedges because of the fact that you have a height restriction as well, too, right? Correct, yes. My insurance wouldn't cover me at that point, so. Yeah. 
Leave that for the professionals. That's right. So, so Daniel, back to that. I mean, it's 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 a lot more than just having a chainsaw and and doing some pruning. Plus, Dave had just mentioned a pet peeve that Catherine has as well too about what was that? Uh, pr- um, Shearing shrubs when they should be hand pruned. It's absolutely true. Yeah, I mean, you can expect the demise, early demise for some shrubs when that's done. And common shrub that that's often done with is choisia or Mexican orange is also noted as. Yeah. And people often will shear that shrub and it just creates a green shell around the outside of the plant and that just becomes a hollow, woody inside and then you it just becomes less winter hardy and it doesn't have as long a lifespan as it would had you hand pruned it. So now this is something that, for instance, you would never do, obviously, Daniel. Yes, and I do feel their pain. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I go buy properties, it's very common. So, so that would be like somebody going to Home Depot and buying a, a shears and just thinking, oh, I'm just going to do yeah, this I'm going to reduce right? the size of my bush and... That's very common. They People often um, complain about how big things are getting, and yeah. there are other methods, and that's where you get a few arborists in and ask them some questions, and usually you'll figure out what makes the most sense. Well, you know, the other thing, too, is there 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 is a lot of value to a hedge. I mean, this is not something that you just you, you, you buy from the store and you, you, you plant and it's there. I mean, these are things that have taken years to, to grow and develop. And um, it is such an integral part of, of a landscape, right? Absolutely. And it's a sound barrier and it's privacy. Um, some properties are not really worth anywhere near as much to people without those hedges. And yeah. I get a lot of clients say to me that they put the hedge in when they first moved there. And if it was to ever die, they would they would leave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing, too, is when, when you look at mature areas of Victoria versus the newer developments that don't, I mean, they've got to bring uh, trees and plants in. Mm. Um, I mean, the feel is very different. I often think about the canopy driving down Shelburne Street, right. you know, of the tree. How beautiful is that, right? Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize how much they appreciate trees. They'll move into a property um, because of the trees subconsciously. They think it's beautiful. Yeah. And then they get annoyed with things like leaves and shade but um it's great to have someone like myself come along and um just renew their appreciation for the trees because i can look up into the tree and tell them you know how beautiful it is and what we could do to enhance that Um, and to you know we've got to live with the trees too so um sometimes when it comes to light there are things we can do without ruining the structure of the tree well, it, just like you did with the tree in the front of my property, and it's funny, you know, because we've had, so you you tied it. I don't even know what you did, but <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't really pay attention to it, but we've had people already come by the house and go, oh, my goodness, the tree looks beautiful. Wow. Like, yeah, it, we didn't do too much to that. Um, really, we just, you had one trunk that was leaning heavily away from the rest of the tree, and you're concerned about it falling on the driveway, driveway and that um, was a, a valid concern because there was, a crack at the yeah, and we and bottom. we don't want to take it down. Yeah, just so we'll we listen, just put a cable in it and um, took a bit of end weight off of it, which also enhanced the shape of it at the same time. So yeah, I want, I want to pick up on that actually after after a break, and then we're going to move to Catherine. Um, but listen, if people need to get in touch with you, Daniel, how do they do that? They can catch us at uh, www.advantagetreecare.com. Great. And my email address is victoriatreecare at gmail dot com, and you can also catch me on my phone. It's 250-508-4445. Great. Well, we'll be back with you in a moment. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with me, 
Tony Joe. You can find us, by the way, as a podcast, either on iTunes or Google Play. Just look up The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. And as a reminder, you can also visit the website on CFAX's www.cfax1070.com. You'll find our show, including prior show recordings that you can listen to uh, and more information. Uh, you're also welcome to find me online uh, or on social media. Happy to answer any questions you have, including uh, any topics that you want to talk about in the near future or if you have a, a question that you'd like us to address on the air, as I always do. So we are talking about uh, yards and landscaping this week. Do you have larger plans for your backyard oasis? Maybe it's time to enlist on the expertise of a landscape designer. So right now we have with us Catherine Turk of Turk Landscape Design. Thank you for coming, Catherine. Hello, Tony. Yes, thank you for having me here. Yeah. So, uh, Catherine, you and your partner, uh, Marty, um, uh, have Turk Landscape Design. Uh, I took some notes here. So you are a graduate of the Niagara Parks Commission School of Horticulture and the Horticulture Center of the Pacific. Indeed. Yes, that's correct. And then you had some time in Scotland. Yes. Yeah, I did my internship in Scotland at Three Gardens. So that was very enjoyable as well. Yeah. And what is the Chelsea Flower Show? Well, when I was at Thrive Garden, we had the great pleasure of being invited to actually represent the National Trust of Scotland because Thrive is actually a member of the Trust of Scotland. So they chose a teaching um, institution like Thrive to represent them at the Chelsea Flower Show. So it was a great, unique opportunity to set up a display at the Chelsea Flower Show, which is really a a dream come true. It wasn't for ourselves, obviously, for our business, but for Thrive and just to be involved and uh, to be there at the show and put up a bed and breakfast right around the corner from Buckingham Palace was pretty cool. Yeah. Good for yeah. you. So so we talked about this earlier, like you, you're from here. We both went to the same yes. elementary school. Yeah. You know, we're born and raised Victorians. You went away for a little bit. Um, you learned your trade and you, I mean, you could have gone anywhere. You yeah. came back. Well, that's a good question, actually, because when was actually here at the horse center uh in the head gardener at the time gordon smith really encouraged me to continue on as he was the one who said you know you could you can further your education you can go anywhere you like uh great britain is a great place to go but there's lots of great world-renowned places like kew gardens and wisley and actually i was accepted to these places that i applied to in england but because I wasn't a tax-paying citizen, they were actually going to treat me as a foreign student. So you had to pay these ridiculous foreign uh, fees. Yes. But, you know, I thought, well, my because I had dual citizenship that I could perhaps get around that. But no, because you know, I wasn't a tax-paying citizen, so you had to pay these foreign fees. So actually, it was the Royal Botanic Gardens of Edinburgh who wrote back and said, you know, why don't you stay in your own country? You've got a world-renowned place in Canada <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> called the Niagara Parks Commission School of Horticulture. And uh, why don't you apply there? So I thought, well, you know what? Let's do that. And uh, But I did manage to get back to Scotland and visit the Royal Botanic Gardens in Edinburgh. And so that was a great experience. But yeah, great time in Ontario for three years. It's, it's a great place. Well, yeah. And, and now yeah. you're back here. Yes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So um, landscape design, this this is also very important. I mean, we, we've talked with Dave about uh, managing your, your property, um, you know, your yeah. lawns and your uh, beds and all that. And then we've talked to Daniel about, um, uh, shrubs and hedges. The three of you have chimed in about this whole right. um, shearing versus pruning yes, thing. Uh, yes. I'm going to be on the lookout for that now <laughs> as I drive by houses, for sure. Um, yeah. so, so the other thing is we'll often have people say, you know, I'm staying in my house. I right. love my home. 
this is where I'm going to be for a while. Yeah. Um, but I want to start using more of the outdoor space. We are finding that. People are really feeling that it makes sense to extend their living space to the outdoors. So you have extra place to entertain and to relax outside after work. So the outdoor living space is really becoming very popular. And we are doing a, incorporating a lot of fire pits into our designs and seating. And uh, so that's been quite a new Water trend. features too. Water features, exactly. So, yeah. And in Victoria, we have such nice mild weather. It's, it just makes sense. Yeah. The fire pit helps because we do have the cool evenings. So yeah, yeah. So and and that's another good point because yeah. here we are in a place where you can you can pretty well enjoy your patio like year yeah, round, right? almost year round, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Unlike yeah. you know, if it was Calgary, I mean, I've yeah. seen all these fantastic homes with landscaping in Calgary, but you know, yeah. it's covered in snow half yeah. of the time. This right? is the thing. Yeah, we have at least you know our mild springs and fall, and usually a mild winter. This past winter was abnormal, but you're right; it is pretty much year round to enjoy your outdoor living space yeah we're yeah. here with uh, Catherine Turk from uh, Turk uh, landscape design uh, Catherine tell us about some of the the nifty things that that you have either seen or done recently that um, uh, maybe people should know about well right now we seem to be doing a lot of front gardens actually and and that is important for the curb appeal of your home and um, it's sort of an, you know if you're selling your home certainly it's an invitation to come and see the home but um, yeah, I think that the, the, the basic new trend, a lot of people are wanting to just enjoy their outside as an extension of their home, which mm -hmm. has really been the most popular That's thing. That's really it, right? Yeah, it's like I think It's that open is. the door, yeah. and, and we're talking not just uh, um, uh, landscape in terms of greenery and plants. We're talking hardscape, patios, yeah. things um, like the, that, Yeah, right? exactly. That's actually what makes us unique is that we take you through the design through to the installation. So we're basically a one-stop shop. So we'll take care of the hardscape as well as the softscaping. And for those listening here, hardscaping yeah. is? Hardscaping is anything to do with wood, metal, stone, anything like that. We'll, we'll take care of all of that for you. And we'll custom design that and, and build it. Yeah. yeah, and you know, we, we know that there's people who, it's their hobby, like they enjoy working on their, their yard, their back, you know, garden or whatever. And, yeah. and you can, we, we can often see, I mean, I'm not, I am by no means a, a avid gardener, as I've just admitted to you guys. I, I don't like green shoes, right? But, right. Um, but we, I look at property sometimes and I say, oh, okay, this is interesting because this is somebody's kind of homemade uh, effort at landscaping, yeah. valiant effort. But um, <laughs> I, I, I think sometimes it, it makes a lot of sense to have an expert come by and actually design it because just like yeah. you don't build a house without a design. Well, and often we come to gardens that people say, well, you know, but the previous owners just put these in and they didn't really have any kind of vision. So after a few years, things have grown in and think some things have died off because there's not been a lot of consideration as to what the plant's life is going to be a few years down the road. Um, and the other aspect to that is maintenance. You know, people are wanting low-maintenance properties. So that's a, another trend is incorporating plants that are low-maintenance and, of course, deer-proof right now. That's ah. a big deal. So yeah. ornamental grasses fit into that category because they're low-maintenance, beautiful, and also deer-proof. So yeah. that's a challenge, of course, right now is trying to get around that. But we've learned... You know, from trial and error, what's deer proof and what's not, yes. and and from different neighborhood, you know, from neighborhood to neighborhood, it changes what yeah. the deer are choosing to eat. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny too because this is this is a this is an issue yeah. that, that other places don't necessarily have, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. It's rampant. It makes Victoria Victoria. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So the other, the other thing, too, I, I find kind of funny because, uh, you know, I, I'm in the process of working on our property. Yes. And it's been brought up that, because my house is a 1980s house. Yes. And a lot of the, you know it, right? Yes, a exactly. Lot, a lot of the, 
like the hedges, it, the um, the shrubs and everything. Yes. I've had people say to me, and, and it makes sense to me right now, it's just so 1980s. It's funny how you can actually identify a garden from, you know, the it's era. It's timeline. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, you It's kind of like a kitchen because, you know, you, exactly. can, you look at a kitchen, you go, that's a 1990s kitchen or a new one. And it's the same with plants, There right? are trends in plants. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what are trends right now? Well, like I was saying, the grasses are a big trend. Um, also, people are wanting to have incorporate native plants and wildflowers into their gardens. Um, the uh, lovely wildflowers that are coming up right now, like the dodecathians or the shooting stars and the camas lilies are great in amongst uh, natural plantings like sword ferns and salal, and they're deer-proof. Um, yeah, so, you know, and of course, a lot of people are wanting to incorporate vegetable gardening into their properties. Yeah. So we are actually uh, building a lot of nice cedar vegetable boxes for people to plant in and grow their vegetables. So that's a common thing that we're incorporating to our designs as yeah, well. And actually, yeah. it's, it's funny you bring that up because yeah. I have seen that a lot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the vegetable boxes makes it easy to work around. Yeah. And also it gives a nice tidy appearance so that they're always in a defined space. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. even if your vegetables are getting a little overgrown weedy, it's still an attractive feature in a part of the garden. You know, it's funny. I, I don't I don't know if, I guess it would be hard to find out, but it just, it occurs to me, it seems that people are just more active in their yards and gardens I now so. than they were maybe 15 or 20 years yeah. ago. Yeah, they are. They're using it for more uh, different uh, aspects. There's more... Um, yeah, more involvement with their properties in different ways, yes. Yeah, and, and actually, it's funny that I have the three of you here today because the other thing I have seen, too, is I have clients that, ha- that are working in their gardens all the time, but yet they don't do things like mow their own lawn or do the because because it's a time thing, right? Yeah, they want exactly. to spend all their time in their garden bed and they, they let somebody else take care of the rest of it. Yes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing that we do for our clients is we offer um, direction with the pruning of their garden. So we don't just leave you high and dry after we've put an installation in a, a landscape. And we, we come back the following spring and show you how to prune your plants. So that homeowner who does wish to work in their garden yeah. has the skills to prune their plants or, you know, they can uh, have, you know, anyway. But it's a, it's a good thing to have knowledge of how to prune your plants well, before yeah, handing off a landscape to the client. Because <laughs> there's no real operations manual. you got an operations exactly. manual for your dishwasher, but exactly. you don't have an operations manual for, right. your, for your yard and garden. Yeah. Right? Yeah. My goodness. So, Catherine, if people need to reach you, how can they do that? TurkLandscapeDesign.com. Yeah. And we ha- you can email us through our website. We also have a business Facebook page. So we have a lot of before and after pictures on our business Facebook page, which can also be reached through our website. We just click on the F for the Facebook symbol. Yeah. So you don't have to be a member of Facebook. But, uh, yeah, we come visit us at TurkLandscapeDesign.com. That's great. Um, and I had our other guests as well, too. We're going to go back to Daniel for a quick second here. Daniel uh, from Advantage Tree Care. How do people get in touch with you? You can reach me at www.advantagetreecare.com. Yeah. And you can also email me at victoriatreecare at gmail.com. And I'm also available at 250-508-4445. And that is by text message as well. That's great. Thank you. And uh, Dave, Amodio. Um, the website is uh, www.empiregardening.com. Uh, you can also email us through there. Uh, phone numbers there, 250-532-1155. And That's great. So thank you guys for coming. It's been a great conversation about things that I think people like me take for granted, our yards and our, and our, and our properties. Uh, to the listeners here, thanks for listening. I want to remind you that you can find our podcasts online on uh, iTunes or Google Play. 
And you can go to the CFAX website to listen to past shows as well, To Give me a call and let me know if there's any topics uh, or things that you'd like to see on future shows uh, or ask questions that I will always answer for you as well, too. Uh, and, Daniel, just finishing up with what we talked about at the very uh, end of your section, uh, you strapped our tree together, and it looks great. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, Tony. I appreciate the feedback, too. Perfect. Well, thank you all for joining us. Uh, We'll be here for you, the listeners, here on CFAX 1070, this time next week.